0: Welcome back to 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Stalter. Alongside me is John Paulson, senior editor for 444.com. He does tremendous work at the website and tremendous work on this podcast. That's why I always invite him back to join me. How are you doing, John? I'm doing
1: great, Anthony. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well. Before we get into the fantasy fallout from week 12, tell us about the music that brought us in today.
1: Uh, Yes, the name of the band, this is maybe the weirdest name that We've had on the podcast The Harpoonist and the Axe Murderer is the oh. name of the band. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, the name of the track is Black and Blue. It's off their it's the opening track off their 2015 album, A Real Fine Mess, uh, which is on Spotify now. And I put the track on the uh, most accurate podcast playlist on Spotify. If you want to listen to that, you could do a search on Spotify. You can go to our website, 444.com, look for one of the podcasts posts and there will be a link in the post uh, for the uh, podcast playlist so enjoy a little bit
0: behind the scenes action for you for uh a behind the scenes story for you so I, I actually don't know I don't hear the music before we put it in the podcast which is sometimes why you'll hear John say I hope you enjoy it and some some listeners may think well didn't he just hear it coming in I don't so long story short I'm really interested to hear <laughs> what this song sounds like coming in, uh, given the, the name. Let's talk about fantasy fallout from Week 12. We'll start off with Rob Gronkowski. I'm a Rob Gronkowski owner. I'm sure a lot of owners like myself yesterday got burned by him. You started him because he was, he was active, but he was seen moving gingerly in the, to the Patriots bus after suffering another back injury yesterday, which resulted in zero fantasy points in that win for the Patriots over the Jets. John, how would you handle this situation if you were a Gronk owner?
1: Is there I mean is there a more frustrating player to own this year? I mean he gave us four game stretch from week 5 to week 8 where he had 5 for 109, 7 for 162 in a touchdown, 4 for 93 in a touchdown, 5 for 109 in a touchdown. That's all great, right? That's why we drafted Gronk. When, when we drafted drafted Gronk. Um and then 3 for 56 against Seattle in week 10, doesn't doesn't play week 11 uh surprisingly maybe surprisingly active in week 12 everything with his lung is okay so his lung injury is cleared up but then he uh he gets two targets on seven snaps plays 10% of the snaps and then is now injured with a different injury so what does that mean uh I think if he's struggling to walk uh the day after the game that's not uh, a deal breaker for week 13 but uh, if he's not getting in some full practices this week, and I, I would think it's very unlikely that he'll practice fully, given the way the Patriots handle him and handle his ign- uh, injury uh, designation every week, uh, it's going to be tough to to start him next week against the Rams. But if he's if he's active, uh, then it, most owners don't have much of a choice. Do they? Do they want to bench Gronk and have him go off, or? <laughs> Uh, if he's active, you play him and, and hope for the best because there aren't too many better options out there, uh, certainly not on the waiver wear and not out there on too many benches either. I know your question was rhetorical, John,
0: but no, there isn't a more frustrating fantasy player this year. Colin Kaepernick racked up 32 fantasy points yesterday in the Niners' loss to the Dolphins. Could have been more had he snuck in past Nadamik and Sue and probably two other defenders for Miami. He he wasn't getting in, but if if he did find a way to score, throw a touchdown pass, he could have had more than 32 fantasy points. But he set a new regular season career high for himself. You've been hot on Kaepernick as a sneaky start for the past few weeks. Is he a viable QB1 moving forward?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you just look at what he's been doing uh, the last few weeks, uh, just going back to week 6 through 12, um, when he started started uh, to be a starter again for the 49ers. He's the number 7 fantasy quarterback in the league with 131 uh, fantasy points. He's averaging 21.8 fantasy points, so he's the number 7 uh, in points per game as well, just below uh, Tom Brady in that metric. So uh, he is... You know, exceeding expectations based on what he did last year, but this looks like it's actually a pretty good fit with Chip Kelly. He's running the ball a, a ton more. He had 113 yards yesterday, 32, 55, 23, 84, 66 going backwards, uh, for the last, uh, six starts. So when you are a running quarterback and you're running the ball 50, you know, 50 60 yards, it's like adding a touchdown and a half to your, your touchdown total. Uh, and that offsets some of the maybe some of the uh, you know deficiencies he might have in terms of his passing yardage. But then over the last four weeks, 398 yards against New Orleans, 210 against Arizona, not great, but not terrible either for him. 206 against New, uh, New England again, and then 296 yesterday against Miami. So he's throwing the ball uh, much better uh, as well. If he's if he's in that 6.5 to seven uh, yards per attempt uh, range and he's going to be, uh, a good fantasy, uh, starter for, for people out there and, and looking at his upcoming schedule at Chicago, not really a worry. Uh, the Jets at home, not a worry at Atlanta and week 15, not a worry. Sorry, sorry, Anthony. <laughs> and at, at, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Rams 22nd and just fantasy points a lot to quarterback. So I think, uh, people that are, uh, have been riding him can continue to ride him for the rest of the season.
0: Let's talk about Sammy Watkins. He played just 25 of 55 snaps against the Jaguars, but didn't suffer any setbacks, which was one of the main takeaways for the Bills yesterday and for Sammy Watkins. Does he become at least a wide receiver three against the Raiders this week?
1: Yeah, I think the the, the matchup's a little bit better. Jacksonville wasn't a bad matchup, but they, they were a deep red matchup for us. I, I, I was a little leery about, about them, their yards per attempt allowed. Is pretty low and you just don't know with Tyrod Taylor how much yardage he's actually going to throw. But to see, uh, Sammy Watkins streaking down the sideline, getting in, you know, 80 yards, uh, receiving yesterday was really a good sign. And he, he was highly efficient on the three targets with three catches. Uh, are we going to see Sammy Watkins from late last year, the second half of the season? Probably not. Uh, he, he, you know, if you just look at what he did weeks one, week two didn't do very well production wise. He was dealing with the foot injury um and now is he fully healthy are we going to see full uh practices this week i would feel a lot better about his prospects uh for weeks 13 through 16 if he starts to practice fully uh there's no reports of him uh dealing with soreness um there's no limping going on uh none of that and then i think you get into week 15 and week 16 he's got cleveland and miami uh in week 14 he has pittsburgh that games th- all three of those games are actually at home um so y- you would think that down the stretch he would be a, a pretty good fantasy asset uh, assuming that foot's fully healthy i just don't expect him to post uh, wide receiver one numbers like he was last year
0: jordan reed suffered a shoulder injury on thanksgiving day in that loss to the cowboys he did not practice today today being monday if reed can't go is vernon davis worth starting on sunday when they take on the cardinals or would you just avoid the situation john given how good arizona is against tight ends
1: yeah vernon has, has played really well um in his, uh, you know, when he's been in there for, uh, Jordan Reed, I mean, he's, he's stepped in, done a nice job and he's, he's played better than anyone really thought he could play. Uh, even the Broncos who signed him and then cut him. Um, you, you have to look at this as, uh, Reed played, uh, through the game. He probably had a shot of some sort to deal with the pain. Uh, the last I read, he had 30% mobility in that shoulder. Uh, he can't really lift his arms without much pain, so the chances of him playing, um, normally I would say, since he played through the injury last week uh, against Dallas, uh, I would think that he'd be able to play this week. But you really have to keep an eye on his uh, practice activity this week to determine if he's going to be available. If you don't have Jordan, or if you have Jordan Reed and you don't have Vernon Davis, uh, and he's out in the waiver wire, I would uh, do what I can to to get him because who knows how long uh, this shoulder separation might be an issue for him.
0: Taylor Gabriel had an unbelievable day yesterday. He caught four or five targets for 75 yards and two touchdowns in the Falcons' 38-19 win over the Cardinals. I would not normally ask you about Taylor Gabriel because, you know, hey, listen, some sometimes some players just go off. However, he now has double-digit fantasy points in each of his past four games. Is he a trustworthy flex,
1: shot, flex option in your opinion? Uh, no, he's not trustworthy, but he is a flex option uh, at this stage of the game. Uh, I mean, I think most flex options are, are inherently trustworthy. That's why they're flex options and not wide receiver sure. two, wide receiver ones. But uh, looking at his volume, it's not enough to make you feel real comfortable. Uh three targets against Green Bay, five uh in each of the last three games against Tampa, Philly and Arizona. The thing that's working in his favor are the four touchdowns in the four games. That's really nice. Uh his efficiency's been pretty good. Um, for the most part. Uh he had three catches on uh three targets against Green Bay, uh five on five five targets against uh, the Bucks. And then five on four targets or four on four catches on five targets against Arizona. Um, the only game where he didn't really have uh, great efficiency was the one catch, uh, on five targets against Philly, but that was a 76 yard touchdown. Um, so that efficiency was not too bad after all. Looking at his remaining schedule, it's really attractive. He's got KC 28th and adjusted fantasy points allowed. Uh, the Rams 29th. Uh, the 49ers 32nd. Uh, Carolina, 22nd. So those are those next four matchups through Week 16. I think if you're in a pinch at, at uh, uh, receiver, you could pick him up and uh, start him. He may not uh, deliver for you every week, but uh, he obviously has uh, big playability, and he, he's cleared 52 yards and or, sketched, uh, and or caught a touchdown in four straight games. So he's obviously a hot player right now. Ravens backfield situation. You have Terrence West. He rushed for
0: just set 48 yards on 13 carries while catching three or four targets for 16 yards yesterday, in the Ravens went over the Bengals. Then you have Kenneth Dixon. He rushed 13 times for 49 yards. He also caught four or four targets for 31 yards. Neither back lit up the stat sheet, John, but does Dixon have some appeal as an RB2
1: moving forward? I think they're both uh, low-end RB2 flex options right now until somebody really takes a, a hold of this backfield. Uh, Dixon did out-snap. Terrence West, uh, 31 to 23. So, so Dixon played 46% of the snaps. Uh, West played 34% of the snaps. Uh, you like what Dixon did in the passing game. Uh, but Terrence West had three catches for 16 yards. Uh, they weren't too far apart in their standard and, and PPR scoring yesterday. Nobody found the end zone. Um, so, uh, you're you're kind of at a standstill waiting for one of these guys to sort of emerge. Uh, but I do think that from a PPR standpoint, I probably would lean uh, towards Dixon since it seems like he's getting a little bit more work in the passing game.
0: One more, then we'll get to some waiver wire watches. Giants backfield. You have Rashad Jennings. He rushed 15 times for 55 yards in that victory over the Browns yesterday. He added two catches for just four measly yards. Paul Perkins, the rookie out of UCLA, he mixed in with nine carries for twenty nine yards. Is Jennings still an R B two candidate?
1: Uh yeah, he's got uh you know Pittsburgh coming up, they're twenty seventh and adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs uh this week, week thirteen, so I uh, still probably will have him ranked uh, in the twenty to twenty-two range if I have to guess right now. It sort of depends on the other matchups of those of those players in that range. But this was a uh, you know this was kind of a flop, or I shouldn't even say kind of a flop. This was a flop. I mean, you, you, Jennings was coming off of uh, a series of games where he had eighty-seven yards against uh, Cincinnati, eighty-five yards and a touchdown against uh, Chicago. Doesn't even count. The 44 yards he had receiving in that game and then to face Cleveland, 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs and only put up 59 total yards, not find the end zone. Uh, it was a real disappointing day from Rashad Jennings and, and pretty a pretty disappointing day from the entire uh, Giants offense, if, uh, if, if we want to be honest.
0: All right, let's get to some potential waiver wire pickups this week. How about Matt Barkley? He looked really good starting for the Bears yesterday. He absolutely should have had one more touchdown. Multiple receivers dropped passes in the end zone on the final drive. The Bears should have beat the Titans yesterday. Instead, they they were handed another miserable loss at Soldier Field. But you like Matt Barkley as a potential waiver wire pickup?
1: Yeah. And the Bears struggling so badly is the only thing, good thing about this season, given the fact that the Packers are four and six and uh, probably headed for another loss tonight. So I, at least I, at least I can look down at the Bears and the Bears fans, uh, below us in the standings. (laughs) I'm sure going to make a lot of, uh, Fred Packer fan there. Yeah. Yeah. They won the, I mean, the Cubs won the world series, so they shouldn't be too upset about (laughs) anything I'm saying right now, but, uh, Matt Barkley, um, 31st, uh, Tennessee was t- 31st adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterback, so it was a really good matchup, and he ended up doing uh, really well. I mean, I, the, the portions of the game that I saw, I saw a really bad interception in the end zone early in the game. He just threw it, and he just kind of threw it up, and it got picked off. And But he ended up with good numbers, and if you're looking at his next couple of weeks and you're thinking about him as a streaming option, I think it's feasible. Uh, the, the 49ers are 30th in that uh, metric. Uh, the Lions are, are 29th and uh, we, and we 14 in that metric. Uh, the Packers are 10th. Uh, I'm not sure how that's possible given the, the, their secondary, but they're 10th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterback. So, um, the, the series of, of matchups here are pretty favorable. I don't have a whole lot of confidence that he's going to be able to keep this up. This seems to me like more of a one-time, uh, thing, but it's, uh, if you're, if you're at a pinch, uh, at the position, uh, i probably have him ranked, uh, in the 20 to 22 range, just like, uh, Rashad Jennings, um, as, as a low-end QB2. Uh, given the matchup and given his recent performance,
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick, you could make the argument that he played, he outplayed Tom Brady for stretches yesterday. But in the end, he was Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tom Brady was Tom Brady. Fitzpatrick got stripped, and it cost the uh, the, pay, the uh, Jets a chance to potentially come back and win that game yesterday. Regardless, you like Ryan Fitzpatrick in week week thirteen.
1: Why? Well, again, it's the matchup. So week thirteen, he's got uh, the Colts. They're thirty second, thirty second in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, I think over the the next few games, he's actually a viable streamer, given that he came out and played pretty well against the Patriots this week off the bye. Uh, week fourteen, he's got the 49ers. Week fifteen, they have the uh, the Dolphins, and then week sixteen, he faces the Patriots again. So, uh, you know, last year he was the QB twelve to fourteen. He's someone in that range. Uh, he was a low end QB one. And he just hasn't had it this year, uh, in terms of his yards per attempt. Uh, the number of touchdowns has been pretty poor. Um, but he, he hooked up with, uh, Brandon Marshall for a touchdown yesterday. Uh, Inunwa, uh, played pretty well as well. So I think, uh, if you're looking for a streamer against the Colts at home, uh, that's a pretty good spot for, for Fitzpatrick.
0: Well, I know that Lamar Miller has been a little banged up. So you mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned to me off podcast, Akeem Hunt and Alfred Blue as potential waiver wire pickups.
1: Yeah, it depends on Miller's, uh, status of the ankle. I think Bill O'Brien said today that he was going to be okay. And I don't know what that means. Does that mean he's going to play this week or not? But when he was uh, coming off the field, uh, when the red zone channel kind of flipped over to the, to the, uh, Texans, he was limping pretty good. So I don't know what sort of ankle sprain he has. It kind of depends on what he, he does in practice this week and whether or not he's, uh, available for the Packers, uh, in week 13. Um, if he's out, you could look at Hunt, uh, as the probably the most reasonable option, um, but if Alfred Blue is uh, active, he wasn't active yesterday due to a calf injury. But if he's suddenly healthy enough to play, then it really throws this backfield uh, into uh, ca- chaos. I guess uh, Blue has been uh, the guy that steps in there for the last several years there when when Arian Foster was was injured, and he's had some uh, decent games for them—15 carry type games. He had 11 carries for 63 yards um, against Denver uh this year 9 for 41 against Detroit the following week in week 8 uh, and then now he's got this calf injury so it's not real clear who they're going to go with uh maybe we'll get some clarity if 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 Miller starts to miss practices maybe some of the beat writers will ask uh those questions and find out who uh, you know where where's blue at of course if blue's not practicing then i think you're you're looking at Akeem Hunt uh, leading that backfield so Tyreek
0: Hill is a thing I mean, that was yeah, uh, un- unbelievable, unbelievable game again last night. The kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, he's, he's been spectacular for the Chiefs over the last month or so. And you like him. I, I don't know if how, how many people are scrambling right out to their waiver wire, but if he is available,
1: he seems like a no brainer ad. Yeah. He might be there still because people are sort of waiting for Jeremy Macklin, especially in shallow leagues, people are waiting, for, you know, thinking that Jeremy Macklin will come back and just kill all of Hills value, but Hill's an interesting, uh, was an interesting ranking for me this last week because he had such a bad matchup, but he came in in the, like the high thirties, like 38, 39, uh, originally when I did my rankings. And I just couldn't justify it, uh, given his track, you know, total body of work, uh, which has been really good lately, but, uh, before that, pretty quiet. Um, and then given the matchup against, uh, Denver's cornerbacks, it just didn't seem like it was a, a good, uh, mat, a good matchup for him. And it, it wasn't, but he, he, he braved it and, uh, scored the two touchdowns, one receiving, one rush. Uh, the, the, the receiving one was really interesting because he was down if he had caught it initially, but he bobbled it and then made the catch as his, uh, body was crossing the, the goal line. So, uh, that was a, a really interesting play. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Uh, 28 targets in the last three games. Uh, he also has three carries. Uh, he's facing your, uh, your Falcons. So I think it's a pretty good matchup. Um, the question is, is Jeremy Macklin come back? If he does, I wouldn't be too worried about him, uh, killing, uh, Hill's value because Macklin just hasn't been that good, uh, this year. He hasn't been himself and he's coming off of a, a groin injury, which is a tough one to get, uh, get, come back from. And the, in, in, you know, in all honesty, I'm not expecting him to come back. Uh, if a guy's been out this sort of stretch, I, I, I wait for him to be practicing fully before I, uh, really even worry about him in my rankings
0: and to add to what you said about the matchup with with Hill and the Falcons their number one corner Desmond Trufon is likely out for the year he tore a pec pec muscle he's got to have surgery probably pretty soon uh even though the Falcons did did very well against the Cardinals yesterday the passing game isn't there for Arizona and they're, they're one of their cornerbacks right now is uh Jalen Collins and and he just to me he didn't look good he was celebrating after Michael Floyd dropped the one pass hit him right in the the uh chest and Collins was going nuts like he had done something. Anyways, regardless, the, the the Falcons have some secondary issues right now. Quincy Inunua, you know, John, I had him in my, my lineup for long stretches when he kind of emerged after that one Thursday night game earlier in the year against the Buffalo Bills, but I finally had to take him out a couple of weeks ago. You're saying it might be safe to play him this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at what uh... – Fitzpatrick did. He's looking better. Uh, Nunwa as recently as week seven, Baltimore, two for 73 and a touchdown. Week eight, Cleveland, uh, four for 93 and a touchdown on 11 targets against Cleveland. Uh, he was, you know, as that recently uh, was a QB three or a wide receiver three uh, starter type. And then he had a couple of uh, one catch games against Miami and the Rams and then came back out against New England with uh, Fitzpatrick back under center and caught all five of his targets, made a great touchdown catch. Uh, what I like about Anunwa is the same thing I like about Fitzpatrick is the upcoming schedule. Indianapolis, San Francisco, Miami, and then New England again. These guys are all in the tw- at 20 or above and adjusted fantasy points allowed to receivers. The, the Jets don't have a lot of options in the passing game after Brandon Marshall and Anunwa is clearly the next best option. Uh, so, you know, I'm expecting seven, eight targets a game, uh, the stretch run here, uh, assuming Fitz- Fitzpatrick stays under center.
0: We'll hand out one more. We'll give a tight end. Jermaine Gresham found the end zone yesterday. I know he's kind of a hot button issue sometimes in fantasy, and you like him.
1: Yeah, we, I mean, we were long overdue to talk about Jermaine Gresham, <laughs> honestly. But uh, there isn't a whole lot to get excited about. He does have uh touchdown each of the last two games. He had 10 targets yesterday against the, the Falcons. Uh, he's, he's cleared 30 yards in four straight games. That's not saying a whole lot, but if you're desperate at tight end, uh, you could do worse. Uh, he's playing a lot. He's he's cleared uh uh eighty percent snaps and uh pretty much since week five uh and he's turning into a pretty trustworthy target for for Carson Palmer. Uh Palmer's dealing with uh, injuries to Michael Floyd, John Brown, uh JJ Nelson's disappeared after having a good stretch run and, and uh and Palmer tends to throw uh touchdowns near the goal line so Gresham's big body uh makes that uh, a feasibility and in looking at his Uh, matchup it's the, it's the Redskins 29th and adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight end. So it's a good matchup, uh, week 14, uh, Miami's 22nd in the same metric and week 15, the saints 23rd in that same metric. So, uh, if you're desperate at tight end, he's not, he's not a terrible option.
0: Let's wrap it up with a quick, yeah, it's always, uh, well, if you're in a bad spot, and normally people are, with, with how shallow the tight end situation is in fantasy football, a lot of people are desperate for, for tight ends, so well said, John. We'll do a quick Monday Night Football preview. You have John's Packers going against the Philadelphia Eagles, who have been very good at Lincoln Financial Field this year. In fact, they're 4-0 and at home. The Eagles' backfield situation is certainly one to keep an eye on for fantasy owners, John. So what are some of the questions that you have ahead of tonight's game?
1: Well, I think uh, the general consensus is that Wendell Smallwood, Smallwood will uh, lead the, the backfield in carries, and I would like to believe that, um, but Doug Peterson has proven himself to be extremely untrustworthy when it comes to uh, you know telegraphing uh, who's going to be the starter uh, in his backfield, and it, it was recently – as a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think uh, Darren Sproles had 15 carries. Um, Sproles is going to play with the, with the rib injury. So he's a factor. Uh, I don't know, uh, necessarily that smallwood will, uh, lead the, the, the backfield in, in carries or not. Uh, I I think he would, uh, the logic would dictate that he would, uh, since he did pretty well, um, last game and, uh, uh, sproles is banged up uh you, you want to sort of protect sproles and use him in that passing role where you can uh, sort of avoid contact as opposed to running him up the middle um smallwood has a couple of uh, back-to-back games with 13 carries uh he had 17 touches uh, against seattle for uh, 79 yards uh he had 13 carries for 70 yards against your falcons in week 10 um so he's you know has a couple games of experience where he's he's carried the load back in week three 17 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown um, so I'm, I'm expecting a small wood, uh, Sproles, uh, backfield with, uh, a little bit of uh Kenjin Barner sprinkled in. And I don't think that the Packers, uh, defense is nearly as good as maybe the, the metrics, uh, suggest they've really fallen off in terms of their rush defense. They just got killed, um, by, uh, Rob Kelly, uh, by the, uh, by the Redskins there. And, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think that they're the, the 2.0 yards per carry that they were allowing uh, early in the season, I think it was, uh, Pretty misleading. So this is a pretty good matchup, I think, for for these running backs.
0: I don't have an official pick, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, uh, again, no, not official pick, but I'm going to go with your Packers tonight. They're up to a four-and-a-half-point yeah. point underdog. They they seemingly don't have much going for them because of the injuries in the secondary, the, the lack of a running game. Eagles are at home. They're tough to beat. Blah 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 blah. But uh, I'm not in a in a game. I have no opinion on John. I'm not going to pick against your Packers, so I'll I'll lean toward them.
1: All right, Uh, my guy had a really uh, didn't have the greatest week. Let's just say that he's two and seven. Uh, We didn't have a podcast on Friday um, due to the Thanksgiving holiday, but I tweeted out uh, official picks. He actually had nine official picks uh, last week after having one in week eleven. Um so he went 2 and 7 so I'm sure he's uh shaking his head at home uh wishing that hadn't happened. Uh but I don't have anything official for tonight either. So we're just going to regroup and uh and get ready for Friday I think.
0: Well again we'll just root for your Packers then John cuz they they need a big win.
1: Yeah, I think uh I, I doubt that they're going to win tonight because you look at what the Eagles did to a hot Falcons team uh a couple weeks ago and uh, sort of held Matt Ryan down. I don't know that the struggling uh Green Bay offense is going to be able to uh, to pull out a win, but we'll see.
0: We'll see. That's John Paulson. I'm Anthony Stalter. You can follow John on Twitter at 444 four four underscore John. You can follow me at Anthony Stalter. We hope that you join us on Friday for the next edition of the Most Accurate Podcast.